Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast. The end. Uh, this is a podcast where <laughs> we talk about, uh, I, I thought maybe it would be like a big like celebration of podcastery, but it is not. But we're going to talk about Parks and Recreation. Uh, and we're looking at season five, episode 12 uh, today. And so if you have not watched that episode yet, then I would encourage you to put this on pause and then go ahead and watch the episode and come back. And or we'll be here for or you. Or counter, counter, listen to this first and see how well we do when oh. you watch it and go and go. Oh, the show is way funnier than those guys. I, I think, I don't know. I think that is a good like. It could be like a primer or a primer. I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce it when it. I know how to talk about it when it's about paint. I don't know how to talk about it when it's about books. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, like uh, they used them on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Did they say primer or primer on on Little I don't remember. House? I usually fell asleep. I don't yeah. I don't remember. Even as a kid. I was like, why why are we watching this? We have electricity now. You know why? It's because our moms were really into Michael Landon. That's why. Right. He <laughs> <laughs> was right. a dreamboat, and that's why we watched that show. Yeah. They're like, oh, angels. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was not an angel in that show. He was he, an angel was, on Highway to Heaven. But he was dreamy. Totally dreamy. Okay, this is getting, um, this is getting weird. Anyway, my name is Jason, and the the guy who you also heard, his name is Jeremy. That's me. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna uh, talk about this episode. Uh, this is a fun episode. Um, but before we get into this, Jeremy, how are you today? I'm I'm well. I'm well, Jason. How are right. you? I'm also quite well. I'm glad I, we're well. I cleaned up my desk earlier this week, so I have less clutter on it. And not no clutter, but less clutter. So I probably won't be reaching to play with things as I'm talking as much. <laughs> did you um, did you find anything cool? No, but I did have a coaster and I, I still have the coaster, but it was full of Legos. <laughs> so I was like, that's you, doing its job. <laughs> you're just over there building Legos while we're doing a podcast. Oh, man, that's not a bad way to spend the time. We should do a Lego podcast where we just sit and build things. <laughs> did you just hear and talk, and talk about it? <laughs> Will you pass me the uh, two by four uh, <laughs> plate? It's the maroon one. Yeah. Oh, man. I was talking to somebody. He's like 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Awesome man. And he's doing puzzles and stuff, keeping his mind sharp. And, and his uh, his lady friend um, bought him a Lego of the Volkswagen bus. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Great. Which I also have. And I've put together and it took me a long time. And he's like, I can only work on it for like 10 minutes at a time. Cause I just get, it's, I just get really frustrated looking for things like, yeah. And it's all the same color inside. It's like, he's like, yeah, it's annoying. Right. I like, absolutely. I get it, man. So the pre, um, I'm telling you the pre-sort that's where it's at. You gotta, you just gotta take the time to sort the pieces. It's just, I know it's a pain, but it makes the builds go a lot smoother. Yeah. And if you do that and you go bag by bag, don't open all the bags at one time. Rookie mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake. But doing just focus on single bags as you go. Mm-hmm. It makes the whole thing easier. And it's a lot of how I approach our uh, our podcast. I look at each plot line as a bag of Legos. <laughs> Perfect. And so we're going to transition into talking about the <laughs> podcast now. Um, so uh, this is a, uh, a great episode where we have three plot lines. We've got Ben looking for the catering for their wedding. We have April leading town forums and trying to channel the spirit of Leslie Nope. And we have Leslie and Anne talking about major decisions in Anne's life and Leslie trying to control them all. So uh, we're going to kind of break these down one by one. We're going to start with Ron and uh, and the gang or Ben and the gang. We're gonna, Then we're going to look at April and then we're going to take a little break. and We're going to talk about some emails from some listeners. And then we're going to finish out with Leslie and Anne's storyline. Sound good? So how's that plan hit you? Yeah, that works. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Good. Uh, listener, we had a uh, catastrophic internet failure. So we are going to splice some things together. So I hope that transition was smooth, smooth as butter. But uh, you know what butter goes on? Breakfast toast. So let's talk about this opening credit scene because we get to learn a little bit about um, all the characters here for a moment and then they're going to split off into different directions. So what's the difference? What's the difference between like toast and breakfast toast? Just the time of day you eat it? Time of day. Okay. Unless you're having breakfast for dinner. And then it's breakfast for dinner toast. 
Gotcha. Okay. Just, yeah. I didn't know if it was like you, you had to like put eggs or on it or like syrup. I didn't know. Yeah. These are, this is a great, great question. Cause sometimes my family, we want garlic bread mm-hmm. and we don't have any like loaves of garlic bread, you know, that you get in the tinfoil and throw in the oven. Right. The but crazy, some, the crazy garlic bread. Oh man. It's so good. Cause the tinfoil. Yeah. Conspiracy oh, bread. So good. Um, but, uh, what my wife will do, will just, she will just make toast with butter on it and put garlic salt on it. That works. That's so good. My wife, my wife is a genius. She is one of the smartest people I've ever met. Toasted just, bread genius. Yeah. And she doesn't even listen to this podcast. So I'm not like, I'm not like kissing up. I just like, she's awesome. So <laughs> there you go. Um, Anyway, if listener, if you know my wife, let, <laughs> let her know. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Um, I didn't get you anything, but I talked about you on a podcast. Uh, so um, it starts off with a credit scene where they're at JJ's and they're uh, they're meeting for something. We don't really know why they're all together, um, but they're having breakfast. And I love Ron's introduction. I'm going to get 12 eggs and part of a dead animal dealer's choice. <laughs> he doesn't care. It's just no. meat. Yeah, he just wants all that um, and gets oatmeal and berries and also catfish and grits with pumpernickel toast, which all sounds gross. Um, and so Ron's like, why are you doing that? And so she explains that she tends to pick up her boyfriend's personality. So she's trying when she goes out to order something that she likes and order something that she doesn't usually get to have a new experience. Um, and Leslie is proud of her for trying new things. Um, and then she talks about writing all this stuff on her blog, which no one's going to read. And uh, and then she shares a video of her going skydiving, screaming like crazy. And Ben asks, is that oatmeal Ann or catfish Ann? And Ann's response is, not sure. I blacked out. <laughs> so <laughs> which, would you ever would you ever go skydiving? You know, I have I think about it sometimes, uh-huh. um, but it's an awfully expensive route to get back to where I started. Yeah, I guess that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> so like I was on the ground and I'm just coming back to the ground. It's the same reason why I don't do like powerlifting. The weights are already on the ground. I'm right. just putting them back. Maybe they want like to be old. there. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt weights. Uh, Tom weights. Exercise weights. Any of the weights. So, um, yeah. So would you ever go skydiving? I don't know. I, yeah, I've thought about it too. And it's kind of like, I, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like we're not really built for that. So, I mean, we have to put something on ourselves to not die. It just seems like, I don't know, not the best idea, but people <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, we are not built for that. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld has a great bit about uh, jumping out of airplanes. Like, why do they wear the helmet? If that chute <laughs> doesn't open, that helmet's now wearing you for protection. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, he should do stand up. That's funny. He should. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So Anne is trying new things. And so that's going to be part of her story. But uh, before we get into the Anne storyline, let's talk about the uh, Ben plotline, which is all about finding the caterer for their wedding. Um, and so it starts out with Chris, Ron, <coughs> Ben and Tom at uh, Ben's place. Um, trying to uh, figure out the the catering, and you know Ben brought these three together because they're also different. Because um, Chris loves vegetables, Ron loves meat, and Tom considers himself a foodie, uh, which is just taking pictures of food instead of eating it. <laughs> um, so when they bring out the first course, they start with the salad, and Ron's response is, uh, "You've accidentally given me the food my food eats." <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be great. Um, and I love that the server is like, well, salad is traditionally the first course at a wedding. And Ron's question is, is a gerbil marrying a rabbit? (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to go great. Um, and then, uh, they go through the whole thing and Ben asks for some responses and Tom's responses are nonsense. Um, he he says caterer number one's presentation was simple yet exhausting. Number two was subtle and provocative, like a coy Dutch woman guarding the dark secret. <laughs> that's, so that's nothing. <laughs> and then the third one is a told a story, a story from a book I wouldn't read. 
but I would watch the movie of. <laughs> sounds, I, sounds delicious. Exactly. And as I was writing my my thoughts on this scene, I was like, Tom's review is like a smart purred happily. <laughs> Just like nonsense words, but a little more than uh than than what purred offers in his regular discourse. Um and uh and Ben really loved the appetizer. Uh, and uh, Chris is like, oh, the mini calzone. And Ben's response is, no, it's more like a savory pastry, <laughs> delicate little dough pocket filled with tomato sauce, cheese and seasoned meat. Just a stunning culinary innovation. And Ron gets to a talking head of Ron and Chris holding up the, 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 the thing Ben's talking about. And it is just a small calzone. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it sounded like, sound like he was describing a hot pocket. Well, that's what a calzone is, just a different shape. It's a burrito calzone. Man, I should not talk about this stuff this early in the day because <laughs> like you already... Want hot, you, want, you want hot pockets now? Yeah, kind of, but I don't have any here. <laughs> so I got to go fig- I got to go on a hot pocket run like I'm a 19-year-old stoner and I can't do that this early in the day and it's the only thing I buy. Mom, People do we have any Tostino pizza bites? <laughs> People are just going to judge me at QFC. Like, what are you doing, man? It's my day off. So you got to, what are you doing? (laughs) Are you going to buy something else that goes with it? (laughs) Yeah. Just a bag of Like toilet toilet paper or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, goodness gracious. Now I got to just focus. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, All right. (laughs) Those are, I I love Hot Pockets. Um, But of course, Ben would go with the calzone because he's all about that calzone business. So. Uh, yeah, because he was going to open his own restaurant. If listener remember back to the locale calzone zone. <laughs> so, I mean, this is Ben's life. Um, but cut to the next day, we see Ben coming into Chris's office, and he looks like death, and he just says, "I'm dying." And Chris is laying on the floor saying, "I was dying earlier today, and then I died, and now I'm dead." <laughs> Uh, and he t- had to cancel a date with Shauna. And he says, do you think she'll, she'll like me now that I'm dead? Uh, <laughs> so and then Ron comes in and it's like this is food poisoning. Uh, I have it, too. And I this is one of my favorite descriptions in all of this show. <laughs> when Ron is talking about the effects of this food poisoning on his body, <laughs> when he says, I cracked the bottom of the toilet bowl. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> uh, and I love the way he said it as well. It didn't say toilet bowl. He said toilet bowl. <laughs> and I don't know why the emphasis there on the syllable makes a difference, but I laugh so hard every time I crack the bottom of the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like he's angry at it yeah. so it failed him <laughs> i mean that's yeah. there's, had, there's an ex- you had Go one ahead. job <laughs> yeah don't break <laughs> there's an expression crap rolls downhill right and when i was doing open mics my joke was how much force are you generating <laughs> to create enough momentum to run downhill and, and uh now we know <laughs> like ron can speak to that uh so but then uh, Chris is like, has anybody talked to Tom? Imagine what that tiny little man must be feeling. <laughs> and then Ron says again, I've voided more than Tom's body weight in the last 12 hours alone. He might have just disappeared <laughs> off the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they try to call him and they can barely move. And there's a series of like knocking the phone on the ground and Ben dialing with his nose. Yes, it is. One of the best scenes. Yeah, this this is by far one of my most favorite scenes. And it just gets more and more ridiculous to the point where, like, Chris can't get the phone. Ron's finally, like, you know, just summoning all of his strength to knock it off the table. And Ben just does a barrel roll into the into <laughs> yeah. the phone to smash it with his nose. Hopefully they got somebody. We don't know. But that yeah. is just genius, genius scene. And the way that Ron moves across the room to <laughs> yeah. the phone... It looks like he's having an incident in the moment. <laughs> exactly. He's doing everything he can to get there without yeah. 
It, it is so great. And, you know, one of the, I, I took drama classes in high school and in college, and there's a lot of and I'm not like a dramatist, a drama urge or it's whatever. Dramatist. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of like body work that you do in these classes where you're just like, you need to know your body is your instrument. Right. And so you need to know how how to move it in a way that is, um, you know, you can communicate different things. And I don't know why Nick Offerman did not get an Emmy <laughs> for best supporting actor in a comedy series for this scene alone. When you see like, oh. His pants are filling right now. <laughs> like that is what's being communicated as he shuffles across the room. It's like, oh man, that's that's a master class in losing your load. <laughs> so anyway. gotta, gotta keep those grumpies contained. <laughs> Listener, uh, if you're unfamiliar with what Jeremy is talking about uh, with calling this a grumpy, <laughs> just do yourself a real quick, sir, a pro, a, like a side project here. Just Google Johnny Demp, Johnny Demp, Johnny Depp, grumpy, and see what comes <laughs> up. Because there's some things that have been revealed in his recent court ex exploits about things he calls things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, so they get a hold of Tom. Somehow Tom comes up to Chris's office and his first reaction is it smells like some vomit took a dump in here. <laughs> oh, and uh, and they explain like, hey, we got food poisoning. And how do you not have food poisoning? And, um, and Ben is like, well, he didn't eat anything. He just took pictures about it. I talked about the wow factor. And Tom says, no, I had everything except for the mini, the stupid mini calzones. Um, and <laughs> his reaction, his reason is rule, food rule number six, never eat anything with the sauce. I have to dip myself. Drizzle it for me. I'm not your maid. Your maid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's like spry, energetic, total contrast between everybody. And Ben is laying on the ground and he's like comes to a moment of of deep pain as he realizes the calzones betrayed me <laughs> never again guys as god is my witness they're dead to me and tom's like well tom feels great i'm gonna go eat some lasagna <laughs> and it gets to ron and chris trying to not throw up as he's talking about eating some lasagna so um, I, love, I love how as he leaves he like jumps up and slaps the the top of the door frame yeah he's like peace he's like totally good um, so then cut to next day, I'm assuming, uh, and they're all feeling much better. And, uh, um, and Chris notes this, he says, almost, almost no weird stuff snuck out of my body last night. <laughs> <laughs> that almost is doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> almost no weird stuff. I, I want to know what, what did um you know and we've already seen chris very sick when the he got the flu uh and you know was gonna die uh but yeah that almost no weird stuff snuck out uh and ron is so so well recovered uh he's just like this is gonna be an epic breakfast and ben is Fill like back okay. up yeah like load them up uh with things that i trust um and ben is like what am i gonna do our my choice my choice has almost killed us we, we've got to do something else. And uh, and so Chris is uh, saying we, there's a place over in Snurling. And Ben is like, no, Leslie is going to want us to do something from Pawnee. And um, and then Tom has a suggestion about John Ralphio starting. To, he's starting a company, but uh, he's on trial for counterfeiting <laughs> euros. Uh, so John Ralphio's good. Uh, and he, Tommy even says he's definitely guilty. Um, <laughs> but then JJ comes and he brings over dry toast and grapefruit for Chris. Egg whites for Ben, egg whites for Tom, and then pretty much everything we make for Ron. Uh, and then uh, he's going to send home some waffles for Leslie. And this is when Je uh, Ben has the moment, a realization like this is who he needs to hire for the mm -hmm. caterer. Right. Um, and so it's going to be a good solution there. That would be, um, that'd be an amazing wedding. Like, it's not that crazy of an idea. Like, Breakfast for dinner is awesome. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah. To go to a wedding that isn't like 
pick your meat or fish. And you know, like, I get it. I get it. Weddings are hard enough to plan. And it's awesome that people out there, you know, give people free food. But sometimes just fun things are really fun. Like if you had a waffle bar and like sausage and bacon, to, I that's a I talk about that wedding for several days. Yeah, me too. And also wedding people. I know you want to look beautiful. I know you want to like dress up and stuff. We don't care. Do this as early as you can. Make it close. Make it a brunch. Do the do the wedding ceremony. Have a brunch, and then people are gonna party and be done around like one o'clock, uh, and then they'll have the rest of their Saturday. And you will be doing everybody a favor, and everybody will leave there happy. Follow me for more wedding advice. So now that Ben has a plan for the catering for the wedding, let's look at April, who is. Uh, covering for Leslie uh, to run some of these council uh, town forum meetings while Leslie is busy. Uh, and so this is for the Pawnee Commons Park project. Um, and so as it's starting out, um, April is trying on some Leslie Nope outfits because she wants to look and feel like Leslie. And uh we read that she's tried eight outfits and Andy has said she looks hot in all of them. Um, and uh, Andy's like, absolutely, because she is super hot. And he's like, honestly, you'd look hot naked. <laughs> so, like, Good for him. Um, and uh, April is not enjoying all these clothes. Um, and, and she says, I don't know who Ann Taylor is. <laughs> I hate her and I want to kill her. <laughs> oh. Um and so, yeah, so she is trying to uh, figure out what to do. She points out that Leslie is, has a, a, a suit, a blazer that has a, a Team Aniston patch sewn onto it. Um, and uh, and I, as I was writing, I was like, oh, I wonder if what the timeline was, because Jennifer Aniston was uh, dating Justin Thoreau at some point. I don't know if they still are. I don't know what's going on. And I'd wonder if this was in response to her relationship with Justin Thoreau or something else. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to know. Um, but then he, she also looks in the pockets and finds a Fleetwood Mac concert from 1990 ticket from 1995. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so she's going to plan on wearing this, uh, public forum in Leslie's, Fleetwood Mac sex pants and gives on band name. <laughs> and that's what Andy does. Um, and so he calls that for a band name, but then he's like, Hey, what about just Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> that's a good go with it. Yeah. That is, you got this Andy. That is good. I, um, I've only recently started to enjoy the music of Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd hear it and be like, that's good. But then I decided after that dude on the, uh, on the longboard drinking, uh, ocean spray <laughs> yeah like the re like that guy like that guy kicked off tiktok in a way where it's like oh normal people can do this um but uh yeah i was like man that that is a good song <laughs> so i've been enjoying fleetwood mac yeah rumors um, rumors is an amazing album yeah and there, there's like oh man there's a, a scene in uh fly of the concords where they're talking about bands fighting and uh and <laughs> and murray's talking about you don't want to you don't want to go through what uh, what Fleetwood Mac went through. And I think Brett goes rumors. And Marissa's just like, no, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so at the at the meeting, um, April is starting off and she says, uh, welcome to the public forum. As Eleanor Roosevelt once said to Betty Ford, Hillary Clinton is great. <laughs> So she's really trying to be Leslie Nope. And she also hid under everybody's chairs a surprise flyer with details about the project and a friendship band. So now we're park pals and Andy's looking under his chair and he's like, he comes back up like, you should see the booger under this chair. <laughs> um, Andy. And so, yeah. And so as they are um, going through the meeting, um, a person asks, uh, I'm afraid what this will do with my taxes. And April says, uh, between normal parks budget and our corporate partners, it'll all be funded. Um, and then another person's like, also afraid uh, it'll be noisy and full of spiders and dark at nighttime. I'm scared of a lot of stuff. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I'm Walter and I'm fine. 
<laughs> and then Harris, uh, who wrote this episode, Harris Whittles, um, is like, is this going to be a topless park? <laughs> and April's like, I don't think there are topless parks. And he's like, well, let's be the first one and be heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gretel, who ate the sandwich and got sick at the park, um, or also made tea, sun tea, out of the water that said she shouldn't make drink it. Uh, Gretel stands up, is like, if it's a topless park, I won't sign your petition. And Harris looks over like, if she's going to the topless park, I'm not signing the topless park petition. And then he looks like, you know what? I take that back. I'm still in. <laughs> Harris. Um, and then uh, Chance, who is the chanter, uh, gets up like, yeah, forget whatever Pawnee Commons is. I'm with the pervert. <laughs> Topless Park. <laughs> Topless Park. So this is going great. Um, and uh, and so they come back to the office and Don's like, how was it? And April's like, it was crappy. We only got four signatures. <laughs> Two of them were me and Andy. And one of them said, farts me cool. <laughs> Which... Which is probably also Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so uh, she's like, I can't be Leslie all the time. And I was only her for two hours and I want to die. And so Andy's like, well, you got a, another chance tomorrow. Let's get back on to that. Um, and she's like, should I wear a blonde wig? And Andy's like, yes, that'd be so hot <laughs> if you would help. If, you know, sure. it helps you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they uh, got another forum coming and they get ready. And April and Andy are, are at the it's at a church basement. Uh, and so uh she gets the bag and she looks in it and because she's going to change and uh, it's the wrong bag. All that's in there are fruit roll-ups and baseball cards. Because <laughs> uh, Andy, that's his go bag. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever emergency I'm in, I need fruit roll-ups and baseball cards. Baseball cards could be the currency of the future. Yeah. Well, man, that's my hope from being a child of the 80s. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> How much water can I get for this Don Mattingly? <laughs> exactly. How much how much land can I get from this Don Mattingly? Because we're going to live in a water world situation where I'm going to need Kevin Costner to pee and a thing to filter the water. Um, but the good news is, plus side, we all get jet skis. <laughs> so um, finally. Yeah. Um, so let's, April's like, I can't do this without my Leslie stuff. And Andy's like, you got this. You'll be great. Um, just go out there and be yourself. And then it, she's like, fine, whatever. And she leaves and Andy looks to the camera and like points to his brain because he's smart. Um, and so <laughs> he set her up. Yeah. He did this on purpose. He took away Dumbo's feather. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You didn't um, wake up thinking you'd hear a Dumbo, a Dumbo quote. Did you not usually on Fridays reference? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Friday's not your Dumbo day. No. Okay. That's usually a Tuesday day. Continue. Um, I've seen everything. But I've never seen an elephant fly. Um, so in the forum, first person asks, what's this project going to cost me? April gives four, gives some math. And the guy's like, I didn't come here for a math lesson. So I want you to tell how much this is going to cost me. And don't use numbers. Um, and April is like, uh, you won't have to pay an extra money. And don't ever call me ma'am again. Next question. Harris gets up. I'd like to talk more about that topless park idea that a local hero brought up yesterday. <laughs> And April's response is like, it's not going to be topless. Nobody wants your creeper, creepy stoner eyes staring at them while they're enjoying a park. Okay. Stop being gross. And I was like, yeah, all right. You shut me down. <laughs> shut me you down. scare me. Yeah. I got to say, I kind of dig that. <laughs> so what's your deal? <laughs> Which is the second time Harris yep. has asked, what's your deal? Or what's the deal about April? The other one was at her wedding where she married Andy. <laughs> she down a clown or what? And Andy, uh, is right there next to her. And he's like, listen, she's married to me with two thumbs covered with fruit roll ups. As you do. Because <laughs> Andy came to this meeting prepared. <laughs> A bag full of fruit roll ups and baseball cards. I just so, wish he had some baseball cards stuck to his thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So April is like figuring out how to be herself in, uh, in this new role, taking on more responsibility. Uh, and Andy helped her see her full potential of shutting people down and making it happen. So yeah, so it's a, that, that's a fun quick storyline and we'll come back to that at the end, but we need to take a break here, Andy, or you're not Andy, you're Jeremy. I, I, I was reading whoever. the name Andy on my screen. Um, we got, we have uh, some email from some listeners. So sweet. It's uh, time for our yeah. own, our own public forum. Yeah, it's time for a public forum. And so here we are. Uh, the first one is from uh listener, crispy, uh, crispy, <laughs> Christy. 
I'm doing real good. <laughs> doing real good with my and reading today. Cut. <laughs> uh, listener Christy, uh, who says, Hail Zorp. Um, and she points out that uh, St. Elmo's Fire was a movie, not a TV show. Oh. We called it a TV show. Turns out it's a movie. And then she off. gives us the plot of it. Um, uh, but St. Elmo's Fire, and some educational stuff here, is a sailing term for a phenomenon when a corona of light would be observed around the mast of ships due to weather conditions. And it was believed it would guide the ship to safety if it was observed while they were caught in a storm. So then the movie, spoilers for anybody who has not yet seen uh, this, like us, uh, the movie is about a group of college friends who are setting out after graduating to pursue their various careers and drift apart. They all hang out at a bar called St. Elmo's Fire or St. Elmo's as they get jobs, break up, get together with other people. It's yuppie mythology about starting to become your own person and make piles of money. And so Rob Lowe, his character is a musician, a saxophonist. And then she has this note here, which tells you how 80s this movie is, <laughs> who never really gives up on the partying lifestyle. He eventually leaves the group to pursue his saxophone career and leaves a lot of wreckage behind him. It's a Brat Pack movie. It's, the, it's more so even than The Breakfast Club. So, yeah. But then she also uh, loved, m- makes note here that she loved the Bachelor Bachelorette party episode and the detail of how Chris says he now wants a woman who loves the good things in life. And dimples are a plus. And Shani is all those things, including the dimples. And so, um, but then she gives us a uh, a little spoiler warning. Just proof that things can be perfect on paper, but still not work out. Mm. So thank you, listener Christy. And then we got a new uh, email from a new uh, listener or first time emailer uh, who goes by the name of Paid, uh, PJ. And uh, PJ says... that is your real name. Well... It's, I know it's not this person's real name because their email has their real name, but they signed off with PJ. So I'm going okay. with PJ. All right, Pearl um, Jam. Yes. Pearl Jam says, um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, she says, hello. I love your podcast. Thank you. That's enough. Oh, thanks. Um, the end. Yeah. Best email ever. We won. So uh, she said, I listened to it and to and fro from work and while working out and late to the show and not listening in real time. So she's a little behind. Um, so this is a little out of sync email, but you know what? Our whole lives are out of sync. And today as we're recording this, the internet itself is out of sync. Um, but this had to be addressed uh, because we left out starburst jelly beans lit in the list of best jelly beans. Oh, wow. I, huge oversight. Yeah. So thank you for catching our error. We regret the error PJ. Um, and so we have tried them, Jeremy and, and, uh, his wife and me and my wife, we will often come together, play games. Um, and, uh, often there's a, uh, a pillaging of our children's Easter candy that's happening. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so these have made the way to the game table. Um, and so, uh, PJ is a bit of a jelly bean snob, uh, but, but these never disappoint. And then also PJ has some feelings about Twizzlers. Uh, she says Twizzlers are garbage. Though she's never had a red vine to compare. Oh, wow. I mean, well, that's... It can only go up. That is news in itself. Never had a red vine to compare. I, but PJ lives in Florida, and maybe they aren't common out there. Um, and then she says, I'm maybe confused with Twizzlers pull and peel um, with the original garbage Twizzlers. <laughs> she's really got some <laughs> opinions on, on Twizzlers here. <laughs> the original garbage Twizzlers. Uh, the pull and peel iteration are good. And that might be what I'm thinking. I think I do think the uh, I do remember pulling and peeling. They're good. Original Twizzlers are a waxy disappointment, much like high tube. That's my editorialization. How they have been around since 1929 is beyond my comprehension. PJ continues with the candy conversation because this is important stuff. Peeps aren't great, but I eat them for nostalgia reasons. The chocolate covered ones are pretty good. I've never had a chocolate covered one. Have you? Uh, yeah, I have. My uh, my my mother in law buys me every. I think we talked about this too. Oh, um, right, right. I've I've had pretty much. I shouldn't say every, but most of the time I get a good selection of peeps throughout the year. So yeah, have you? You you've never had them. What no. what's what's your uh, favorite peep memory? Um, not eating them. Mainly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just not who, for me. There's some people who really like the stale ones. Like if you leave them out for like a week or whatever, and they get kind of crunchy on the outside. Mm. There's like a whole <laughs> peep culture. There's a subreddit for it. Anyway, go ahead. 
I don't, I, you know, there's a subreddit <laughs> for everything and that doesn't sure. mean it's a good thing. Um, so, uh, and then uh, PJ continues. I also have a theory regarding Reese's peanut butter eggs and trees and that they're, there's, they have more peanut butter and, uh, less chocolate. Yes. And, and so that's why they taste more peanut buttery. Agreed. Which I'm for. Um, but they also could be fresher. And then she, she put those in quotes, which I don't know how to take that, um, because they are seasonal shapes. So, yeah, because uh, we got we got some mini egg, mini um, Reese's eggs that are like half of an egg, and they're mm-hmm. they're small, like um, a little bit larger than like a a Starburst or something. Well, anyway, a York peppermint patty around that size, and it's just like half of a an egg, and it's way too much chocolate for the peanut butter, and it tastes totally different. Mm. So I I think it's the, it is I agree, PJ. It's the ratio. All right. Well, I think there's uh, more research to be done in this field, and I. Uh, am looking for interns on this. Uh, we'll we'll get this worked out. So, um, and then all like concluding, uh, PJ says, uh, I laughed so hard during your candy conversation that I had to stop running, which is great <laughs> because I hate running, but I love candy. Uh, so keep it up. Can't wait for your take on The Office. Sincerely, PJ. P.S. Great movie score you left out. Home Alone, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. Agree across the board. Those are all great scores. So thank you, listener. If you have an email that you would like to send to us, please uh, email at uh, send an email to parksandconversation at gmail.com. And uh, if you uh, would do, so, do us a favor, tell your friends about this show, rate and review, do all of that. It would be really wonderful to be able to get the word out on Parks and Conversation. And so let's get to the last of our storylines. The main event. The main event. And now, Jeremy, I thought I lost you there. Oh, no, got, I'm, I'm here. You got real quiet. And so I was oh, like, I'm going to have to stop again. And oh, <laughs> I was getting excited for the, the main storyline. I was right. getting geared up. Listener, this if this ever gets to the Internet, <laughs> you are you. You are in for a real treat um, because our my Internet here at my house has been a real garbage fire. So we're going to walk through the Anne and Leslie plot line. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get all of this in one, one take that would make my life much happier when I edit this thing together. So, um, <laughs> so Leslie is in her office and Anne comes and Les- Leslie's like, I got a good idea for your blog because remember, Anne's trying to do all these new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she should take herself ice skating and do a double date with Ben and Leslie and, Anne and, Anne. Uh, but then Leslie immediately talks about how good she is and she can do jumps. So you just embarrass her. Um, and so, uh, Leslie kind of talks her out of ice skating, but it's fine because Anne already has an idea. Jeremy, what is Anne's idea? She wants to have a baby. A baby. Now, this is a big deal. Right. And uh, it's a major commitment to have a baby. Yeah, you can't just take them back when you're done. No, no. And Leslie recognizes that this is a big deal uh, and uh, is kind of overwhelmed by this. And Anne's like, I'm going to go to the sperm bank today. Will you come along with me? Um, and uh, and because Anne is not going to go the the traditional route of coupling with somebody. She just wants a donor. She wants to raise a baby off, on her own. Uh, and Leslie is uh, overwhelmed by this. Um, she <laughs> points out that in the talking head that Anne is giving up on love and deciding to have a baby with herself. She's only been dating herself for six weeks. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's pretty quick um, to have a commitment <laughs> with anybody uh, with a baby. So um, so they go to the 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 bank, the sperm bank, um, and they start filling out these the forms. Um, and the person asks, are you two a couple? And Leslie says, no, tragically, we are both heterosexual. Um, and then they say, so what are you looking for in particular? And Anne says some sperm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, pretty low, low bar there. <laughs> yeah. Just some sperm. Uh, and so the lady hands him a, a binder with all these people. And uh, she points out that one of them went to Harvard. And Leslie says, so did the Unibarm, Unibomber. Uh, this person loves cycling. And then Anne sa- Leslie says, so did Lance Armstrong. He turned out to be a lying drug dealer <laughs> or a hero. We don't know where to stand. Um, and then Sue's Joe comes in and he's like, fancy meeting you here. Um, and uh, uh, Joe uh, says, like, me and all my friends come here. We get... <laughs> <laughs> money, free porn, 
best job he's ever had. <laughs> um, and so this is kind of lowering the, the, the standards. And uh, Joe says, like, also, if you're looking to buy some weed, I'm looking as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so they leave. <laughs> Shall we? Yep. Oh, man. The guy who plays Joe is such a great sleazebag. Um, and uh, so then what the next move uh, and like, well, maybe there's a sperm bank in Eagleton. And Leslie's response to that is you don't want a demon baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good call. Um, and so Leslie suggests that they, um, you know, make a list of things. There's, she already might know the ideal person. So put together a list of guys and maybe talk to them, people you already have a relationship with. Um, and, uh, and the end's like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to, I can do a, say I'm going to do a blog entry on men's health or something and I can interview them, ask whatever I want. Um, and so she's going to go do that. And Leslie, um, is in another talking head is like, she's trying to slow this baby train down, um, so that she doesn't have a baby with some random weirdo. Um, but, uh, she also says that she believes that a woman should ha- be in charge of what happens to her body. In this case, the body is Anne's and the woman in charge of it is me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then she gives the list and that she has three names, uh, for her list of, uh, candidates. And so she's going to interview these three people. And the first one is Dr. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's a doctor. He's, he's like smart and stuff, right? Yeah. Kind of makes sense. He's amazing. And she's, and she's, and she's worked with him. Yeah. And so like, it makes sense on the, um, like we're Genetic. both medical professionals too. Right. Like, the, the romance of it is not as prof- as, as necessary because they like, we know how this works. And so we just want to have a medical procedure. It's kind of yeah. how it feels. And that's how Dr. Harris is in all things. Uh, first, uh, he's just evaluating everything and comparing his life though to her life and offices and furniture. Um, so it's, it's all not great the way Dr. Harris prevents him presents himself. Um, so I, I do love though that, um, he's like, is this going to take very long? I got a patient coming in and they're like, Oh no, this won't take long. Um, and, but Leslie's like, maybe you should go check on your patient. And he's like, he's got a spinal fracture. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Technically the truth. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Uh, and so, uh, so this is not a great shot. And then the next one is Pistol Pete. And uh, so they start talking and uh, Anne's like, are you still bu- dunking basketballs? He's like, you know, I do a lot more. I also teach marketing over at Pawnee Community College. And then <laughs> she's like, oh, that's great. Would you say you value education? <laughs> and Pete right away. I see what's going on here. <laughs> you want my sperm? <laughs> it just starts to get up. It's... Yeah. Oh, when will man. they learn that? That when? Yeah. When will the women of this town stop scheming to get my sperm? <laughs> uh, and then the last candidate is Howard Tuttleman, and Les is like, I know that name. And turns out, he Howard Tuttleman is the douche from crazy ira and the douche so um yeah so they start interviewing uh howard um and so Anne asks where they went to where he went to school and points out northwestern and he studied semiotics and this is when every time this comes up it's like oh i have a similar degree (laughs) to the douche (laughs) um so uh because my 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 degree is semiotics and future studies so fun um uh, yeah, so he wrote a thesis on narrative forms in the digital world, but he created, he talks about how he created this persona of the douche while he was in college. And so it's, he's got like two worlds that he's living in. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so he's really smart, but also super creepy. Um, so, and that pans out the rest of this conversation. <laughs> but what a great, what a, what a great get out of like being a jerk card. Like that's not me talking. That's just my character. That's my right. persona. Yeah. And so he does that a couple times <laughs> throughout here. That was the douche talking. <laughs> um, and so Leslie runs out to him. Um, out uh, Howard or Ann says like she's going to choose Howard. And so Leslie runs out to the parking garage and yells out, hey, douche. <laughs> and then Councilman Hauser shows up. <laughs> right behind the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love how they deploy Councilman yes. Hauser right. whenever Leslie is doing something terribly inappropriate. He's like a professional <laughs> jack in the box. He just pops up at the yes. worst possible time. Yeah. Kind of like the reverse of the uh, the lawyer in Arrested Development. <laughs> like he's such a professional. Like he such hides a- behind stuff right? so that he doesn't get in the way. Like now the Hauser like shows up at the wrong po- worst possible time. Um, and so, yeah, so. Leslie tells the douche all about Anne's plan. Um, and he's like, wow, this is a big step, man. Wow. I, you know, it's something I'm, I'm going to have to think about. Um, and, uh, and Leslie's like, well, you're not the right person for the job. And Howard is like, well, that's not for you to decide. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, if you had a little girl, I named her Elizabeth after my grandmother. If we had a boy, something funny like Dick or OJ. <laughs> <laughs> not great guess guess i have a lot to consider (laughs) (laughs) kathy and i were talking about uh getting another dog uh eventually yeah no we we are unable to have the babies um but when our dogs die we're talking about getting another dog and she really wants to give wow are you having this conversation in front of your dogs yeah they're dumb um they can't hear or they don't understand what we're saying they can hear sometimes uh but she really wants to give a dog like a person name, like, like, like Mike, (laughs) Gary, the dog, Gary is one that she said she wants to just go out on the deck and yell, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm on board with that. Um, so then, um, Anne is in her office the next day and, uh, uh, she's like, Hey, I was listening to my, on the radio on my way into work and listen, look what I heard. And so, the douche and crazy Ira are talking and douche basically says all about this whole plan, um, to have a baby, uh, where this girl that he used to date wants to have a baby, uh, with him. And, uh, and so Anne is now very mad at Leslie because she has betrayed her. Um, and so they're not great. And then council councilman Milton comes in and, and was like, do you have a meeting? He's like, Oh no, I just wanted to toss my name into the ring. In respect to this Indian woman's uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Milton is another one of the terrible people. So Leslie's going to make it right. So she goes to the morning show to talk. I think it's the morning. I'm assuming it's morning. Um, the morning show for Crazy Ira and the douche trying to work it out and say, like, you got to stop uh, this whole process or this whole thing and leave Anne alone. Um, and... Uh, and it's pretty amazing how they have a guy uh, who is able to make these drops so fa- so quickly. <laughs> and so she said, um, uh, they play a drop about Leslie and Leslie's like, that wasn't me. That was a farcical sound. And I was like, did she say fartsicle? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, frozen farts you can eat. Put it in your face mouth. <laughs> and then the drop that comes, it's cold and it smells. <laughs> She's like, how did you make that so fast? <laughs> um, and uh, so, um, yes. I love their drop guy because he's just like totally stone faced. Like, yeah, no emotion. He's right. just playing the most ridiculous sounds and just like, this is even funny to me. Yeah, he's just doing the job. He's a workman <laughs> right there. Um, and so they... They say, please just leave my friends. Stop talking about my friend's womb. Um, and so they say, well, the only way you're going to do that is if you can survive one round with breasty Bertha in the jello pit. And then they play Bill Cosby sounds <laughs> about Rudy, get in the jello. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was bad. I'm sorry. Aged, uh, aged well. <laughs> yeah. And Les is like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and they're like, don't you want your people to think that you're fun? Show your fun sides. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so they're like, all right, listen, we'll stop. If you just get in the jello pit for one second and say, Rudy. <laughs> and so they, uh, she does and she gets in there and, uh, she says, um, Rudy and they're like, no, say it like Bill Cosby. And so she tries to say, Rudy, I don't know. There's <laughs> like an Italian, like I'm terrible at this. It's, it's a Rudy. <laughs> Uh, and so, and then, so they're like, fine, I'm done. And then she tries to get out and she slips and falls. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then the drop again is like, 
Oh, Rudy's fallen into the Jello pit. <laughs> there you go. Now there's Jello all over my favorite sweater. They have drops for all of this. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Anne is grateful. Uh, she's like, I heard you on the radio. Thanks for doing that. Um, and uh, and so Anne's like, but you know what? You're probably right. I, this is a big decision. I should take my time. And um, and so they're you know reconciling here. Um, and Leslie's like, we should have a more method method methodical approach and uh it, it involves color-coded binders uh and the cover has a uh, picture of ann's rep- reproductive system saying let's do this <laughs> so uh yeah this is going to be a fun journey now for ann and leslie to try to figure out who is going to help Anne have a baby so uh any any thoughts on that plot line before we get to the credit scene I mean, it's just a big, it's just a huge jump for Anne. I kind of, I don't want to say out of left field, but you know, it's a big step. She hasn't really mentioned anything like it before. And other than kind of the heads up we got from the last episode with her playing with, uh, um, oh shoot, Ron's girlfriend's kids, you know, she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm terrible with kids. And now like after one day, she's great. Like, I'm just going to have one. So anyway, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Big life change for, for Anne coming. Uh, so cut to credit scene, Ben and Leslie are eating breakfast, uh, at, uh, in her, in Leslie's office. And Ben's like, are you cool with, you know, JJ's diner catering what you've referred to as the wedding of the millennium? Um, and Leslie's like, yeah, absolutely. This is great. And then, but there's also smoke happening, um, in the courtyard and they come out and, uh, Leslie's like, what are you doing? Celebrating? We got April says we're we got 80 signatures and like 30 complaints of excessive rudeness, but who cares? (laughs) Uh, And Andy's like, you should have seen her. She was awesome. So smart. So hot. So mean. Uh, And he's like, I would have uh, wanted to have sex with her right there in the dirty church basement. Um, And this is like, no, but what are you doing? Uh, Oh, we're burning this awful pantsuit. That's mine. I wanted that back. (laughs) And April is so great. You should have thought of that before we burned it. <laughs> exactly. That's on you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, season five, episode 12. And uh, this uh, this recording was quite a journey that we went on. And so, listener, please come back. Maybe the internet <laughs> will work better sometime. Uh, and it'll be a little smoother edits and all that stuff. And maybe I'm just such a good editor that you would be like, wow, I would never would have known. Either way, tell your friends about this show. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Totally fun. All right. Well, then we should go before we we break the internet again. Yes. uh, Next week is emergency response. Um, Department is to put together a last minute fundraising gala for the new park without Leslie, who's been called away on emergency disaster drill. Meanwhile, Andy takes his police officer exam next week on Parks and Conversation. Oh, man. That's still going to be great. I love that one. (laughs) You're, You're pulled over by an officer. It's your dad. What do you say to him? <laughs> oh, I'm excited now. All right. Okay. Y'all, All right. we'll see you next week. Jeremy, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Have fun with your hot pocket. Hot pocket.